The same spirit. We've got to have the same spirit, which is where we have been speaking and will through resurrection about the same spirit and what the spirit does for us. All right? What he does for us, what he does in our lives and through our lives. One of the things, he moves us to obedience. How many know he moves us to obedience? Holy Spirit will, he doesn't play with you. Well, I mean, he will play with you, but he doesn't play with you. How many know what I'm saying? He he is working to move you and transform you and to change you in your lives. So, and I know I, I have this great sense myself that people are ready to reclaim their lives. All right? And I want you not to do that. I want you to surrender your life to Jesus. Does that make sense? I want you to surrender. Why? I don't want you just I don't want us to just come out of the pandemic and just go back to the way things used to be. How many know we need Jesus? And every time we gather is a sacred moment when we gather. It's so important that we are able to do this. But, but, but I, I want you to reclaim your spiritual life. The same spirit. We need Holy Spirit. And I know some of you received the Holy Spirit uh, some years ago. I want you to freshly receive the Holy Spirit. And I think some of that out of Joel 2 today that we just read, I think that is a call from the Holy Spirit, a prophetic call to us to have a clear understanding that we are to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that? That baptism is not, well, I had an experience one time. No, you are now officially conduit of the Holy Spirit. He wants to flow through you like a river. That was what he was saying when Jesus talked to the woman at the well, he said, he said, I have water that you don't know anything of. And he said, out, he taught us, out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. So we need Holy Spirit. So don't think about it. Don't just, don't just try to be good. I want you to be filled with the Spirit of God and let the Spirit of God walk you through this. I am so crazy today. So um, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That's what I just told you. His spirit, what? Where's his spirit? His spirit is dwelling in me. Say it. Say it. His spirit is dwelling in me. Some of you say, well, I don't know if that's true. Then just say, Holy Spirit, come dwell in me. Come dwell in me. All right? Holy Spirit, just breathe on us now. Flow through us. Come in the name of Jesus. So we need Holy Spirit. Our, we, need, we need the Holy Spirit to move massively. Uh, our culture is so screwed up right now. Can I say it that way? It's just so messed up. Our, we need Holy Spirit. You need Holy Spirit or you will get caught in the wave of godlessness. You will get caught in it. And you'll get caught. Watch it. Watch watch this. You will get caught in it in the name of politics. You will. You'll be so politically minded that you lose your spiritual mind. Look, I might as well preach the truth today, right? Uh, I mean, our culture has to come to the foolishness of denying God. It really, our culture actually denies God. 
It does not believe that there is one true and living God and the only way to him is, that, is Jesus. And, and we are losing, we're, we already win, so I'm going to praise God. But in, it, culturally, it is losing and some things will happen out of this. Okay, so just so you know. And John, you sent me a text the other day on this. I never send him any scriptures, but scripture's full of it. Okay, so when a nation begins to deny the Lord, are you still in the room? Literally, you have to watch for the wrath of God. Some people say, no, he won't do that. That's why you're saved. You don't have to worry about that, okay? You're saved. You have the Spirit of God. But I'm saying things begin to shift, all right? Begin to shift. When we begin to deny that God is really true and He is the living God and we turn our ways to embrace sinful ways and we begin to call those things which are evil good and those things which are good evil. I'm just giving you what the Word of God says, okay? I'm not making this thing up as I go along. It's just what the Bible says. Some of you are looking at me really worried. Aren't you saved? Okay, so let me just work this up. Let me just keep working you up for a minute, okay? I'm just going to keep working you up, all right? We have allowed the material blessings that God has given us to deceive us into thinking that we do not need Him. All right? Look, some of you have already spent your COVID-19 stimulus money, and you haven't even got it in your bank yet. All right? I'm not busting on you. You say, but I needed to spend that money. I hear what you're saying. I'm not busting on any of us for that, all right? I was zippity dude. You know, I was all happy about it. But money is not your answer. If I just get more money, I'll be okay. No, you won't. You've had money. We live, we, we live as though material wealth and prosperity will bring us happiness. Doesn't. Uh, our nation is unable to recognize that it has massive addictions. We think our big problem, if we could just get people off of drugs and alcohol. Our, listen, our addictions are so intensive. We've literally redefined, rather than confessed our addictions, we redefined them as just the way that we are. So, can I go there? All right, so rather than confess our addictions to sex, we, we decide that they are rights. And, you know, we, we have addictions to money, to pleasure, to entertainment, to pornography, to technology, to drugs, to alcohol, to food, to television, to pop, popularity, to ourselves. Now, watch, watch. Does anybody remember when you didn't own one of these? A decade ago. Anybody remember that? Okay. So now, this is my piece. As long as I have this. Now, I'm telling you, I really love my, my favorite. My favorite app is FaceTime. I love me some FaceTime because my kids live in California. All right? So I want to see their faces. But when I moved to Virginia Beach, we had a phone with a cord on it in my house. All right? And we read newspapers and books. 
Now, I'm not saying, oh, you're just old. No, I'm saying that wasn't that long ago. And now when we are upset, when we're frustrated, we just fall to Facebook and try to see if it will heal us and it makes you mad. And then because you're already struggling, does anybody understand what I'm saying? You get sucked up into stuff because your friends are people who have similar addictions to you. So they will validate whatever you say. If somebody says, you know, but the Bible says, you say, well, anyway, so. But here's the good news. We are not of that spirit. Come on, we are not of the spirit of the Antichrist. Can I get an amen right now? We are not of that spirit. We are of the spirit of Christ. And and, and again, there's so much going on in the world. We are clearly getting Close to the return of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying like I said 20 years ago, Jesus is coming soon. I'm saying Jesus is coming soon. That's different, right? I'm saying, no, really. Tell your kids. Tell your family. Tell other people. All of this is setting us up for the return of the Lord Jesus. Now, if you you watch carefully, and I'm just going to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm not... I'm not the, I mean, listen, I've been doing this for a long time, for a very long time. So I know the transitions that I have seen in my life. So, and, and again, this might work you up. I, I'm trying to work you up. I really am. I'm trying to work you up right now. So everybody just look fearful for a minute. It'll help me preach this. Okay. okay. So I don't think it's going to be a long time until you will not have any cash in your pocket anymore. Okay. I, yeah, somebody said it's around the corner, okay? All right, I don't think it's very long until you may very well not need a credit card or a bank card. I think it's not very far, and you're going to hear more and more talk about this until you can just have, say, something in your hand. It's already done. You know, it's already been made until it will identify you uh, maybe here, maybe between your eyes, you can do this or this, you know, and, and it will, because, let me just help you, okay? That would be like a mark, okay? That, and, and, and it makes sense, doesn't it? People can't steal cash and also so that the powers that be can watch what you're spending and how you're using your money, okay? We won't have to file taxes anymore. It'll just be taken care of. Oh, everything's right there. Am I right? Does this make sense to anybody? And then uh, globalization. How many have heard global economy? Have you heard these words? How many have heard the term global economy? Anybody heard that? Now, we've talked about it before, but now it's like right there on the fringe. Say, no, we won't do it. (laughs) Okay, now, while I'm saying that, And getting you all worked up, I also want you to know that some of us really struggle anyway with sin. We don't just struggle with sin, we actually surrender ourselves to it. It's like we know this is godless and do it anyway. All right? Now, the Bible calls that wretchedness. 
does. Go ahead. You like the word wretched? All right. Nobody likes the word wretched, but you sing Amazing Grace. That saved a wretch like me. Why would they say that? Don't talk about yourself that way. You need to look in the mirror every day and say, God created me to be just like this. And just keep living that way and keep singing those songs. I'm my own hero. Am I still here? Okay, I'll take you to Romans chapter 7, verse 21. So I find this law at work, Paul says. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I seek another law. I see another law at work in my members, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. Okay, that's, that's weird. These, this is my hand, my feet, my eyes, my ears, the things I do. Anybody remember any Sunday school songs? Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Nobody remembers that, you know? Be careful, little hands, what you do. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Be careful, little feet, where you go. We used to sing that. We don't sing that anymore. It's not popular anymore. Okay, anyway. He goes on and says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Who will deliver me? How many know the battle? Anybody know the battle that wages between your flesh and your spirit? The works of flesh will mess up your life. Your flesh will have you doing things and you will and, and, and your flesh will make you think that it's God. I left her. Why? Well, God was No, he didn't. You were just succumbing to your flesh. And sometimes I have to clap for myself when I preach because I know ain't nobody else going to clap their hands. You know, I just. Anybody ever had that? It's like you were living one way and you thought God was telling you to do that. And it wasn't God. It's because there's more than one spirit that we sometimes listen to. Right? Right? Oh, help him. We were having such a good worship time, weren't we? I'm working you up. Galatians 5 says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Say that again. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Okay? Now, it seems to be skewed now, but the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, which I don't think there is any such thing as sexual immorality. All right? Slowly... But surely everything that at one time was sexually immoral is now being erased. Okay? All right? Now watch it. It will become more and more and more and more like that. The Lord showed me this. The the first few weeks of the pandemic, the Lord spoke to me and and didn't even say a word and spoke to me. Has anybody ever had that happen? Just spoke to me and didn't even say a word. Just kind of took me to a place and showed me what it would be like. All right? All right? So watch. Watch carefully. Because I said sexual immorality, I want you to know that in the future, you will see pedophilia becoming acceptable. Okay? All right? Yeah, there's already, there's already people who are a whole lot smarter than me that are saying that's acceptable. It's not. Okay? But the works, again, I just showed you the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, <laughs> idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. Hatred's wrong. Yeah, stop hating people. Discord. 
Stop fussing. Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's just what the Bible said. I didn't rewrite that, okay? So when I read that, I just want you to get this. Your flesh is nasty, okay? Your flesh is nasty. You say, no, I'm pretty. Yeah, but your flesh is nasty. Need a spiritual bath. And we are at war with our flesh. So you read that in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. But then you keep moving and you find out that when the Spirit of God is controlling you, you are different. So the Spirit of God begins to control my life. There is a change in my life, in the fruit of my life. Because the the Spirit of God begins to control us. We're moving close to the celebration of resurrection. Next Sunday, of course, is celebration of Palm Sunday. But I want want us to embrace, continue to embrace today the resurrection, the the power of the Holy Spirit through the resurrection in our life. And as upset as you are about what everything I want you to know, I've just told you, I want you to express, I want you to embrace this. All right? There is unexplainable peace that is available to you. All right, I just painted such a nasty picture, and you're going, what's happening now? And I'm telling you that God wants you to have peace that the world knows nothing about. That when everything is upside down and backwards and people are hating you, and even though you know that certain things are true, and they're telling you what you believe is true is really not true, and you begin to juggle all this, I want you to know you can have peace that is unexplainable to anybody else in this world. Philippians 4, Paul calls it peace of God, which transcends all understanding. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Now, be careful. You might say, Pastor, I already have peace. No, you have pseudo peace. You have fake peace. Where you have come to a place of peace with your own godlessness. So I know that's what I do, but I'm good with it. Just because you're good with it don't mean God's good with it. So hear me, hear what I'm saying. Sometimes you are simply at peace with your sin. That is not peace at all. It's simply a surrender. So a surrender to the enemy does not bring you peace. It brings you eternal torment. Wow, that was thick, wasn't it? It sounds like I'm okay, you're okay, let everybody be okay. And another thing that we love to announce, don't judge me. I'll live my life the way I choose to live my life. Can I, can I, can I just tell you this? Don't surrender yourself to sin. Don't surrender yourself to this last day's spirit of the Antichrist. Don't give in. That peace is not peace at all. It is, in fact, a prison. So we talked about love, we talked about agape love, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit, love of the Spirit. Remember love of the Spirit? Giving, that, that's when you're, you're, you're giving with hope of nothing in return. That's love of the Spirit, where I'm going to love you and there's nothing you can do that can cause me not to love you. I'm going to love you, I'm going to keep blessing, even when it seems like you're never giving me anything. It, also, it will also help you in your marriage. How many know it will help you in your marriage? It will help you in your marriage if you will stop looking at each other to reward you for your good behavior. 
What you need to do is start loving one another right where they are. Jesus. We talked about joy last week. And we said it's a deep, abiding, inner rejoicing. Joy is what? Joy is bacon. Somebody shout bacon. Bacon. All right. Some of you will find out whether or not you have joy when you get heated up. All right. When you get heated up, you will either smell good and not stick to the pan. Or you will stink. And you will get stuck. So joy is this inner Inner rejoicing that you have, no matter what is going on. Inner rejoicing. Somebody praise God. Somebody praise God. Somebody's got some trouble in your life, praise God right now. Anybody got any trouble going on in your life? So, but as we approach Palm Sunday, Jesus explained to his disciples something that we need to have an understanding of. This is prior to, uh, prior to the, uh, the, the death of Christ on the cross Prior to all of this, before he went to Jerusalem, uh, in John 16, 32, Jesus said, Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, in fact, it has now come that you will be scattered each to his own town and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. Did you, see, did you hear that? Just because you leave me doesn't mean the Father is going to leave me. But these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Say that. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of a good cheer. I have overcome the world. All right? I'm never going to leave you. I'll never forsake you. Even when you are in the greatest tribulation, I will be with you. And because I've overcome, you're an overcomer, even when things seem to be overcoming you. Wow. I, I have, I, he says, he says, be of good cheer. Do you to say, be of good cheer. Life will stress you out. It will. Thank God for his peace. I just want to talk today about unexplainable peace. And I, I love that verse, these things I've spoken to you that you might have peace. And, and then Christ gives them this key he says, um, he says, in the world you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. Let's just praise God because he's overcome. He's overcome. Just praise him because he's overcome. Take a moment and praise him because he's an overcomer. Okay. So same spirit. Jesus overcame in resurrection. Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you. If he is an overcomer, are you an overcomer? Somebody shout, I am an overcomer. And I, and I know you're saying that, but some of you are still not sleeping well. So here's a couple of realities, all right? One, peace comes with justification. Say it. Peace comes with justification. Now, some things that you just slip over, these basic great principles of God's word, and we just bleep, just get right through them. Say it out loud. Say Justification. Justification, okay? And, 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 but, you know, that's, that's a big theological word for, for to be justified. To be justified. Paul writes in, in Romans 5, 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, I get peace with God because I am justified. So, here's, here's, what, it, here's what your understanding is, okay? 
Is there anybody here that has confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Okay, you're going to be busy lifting your hand and clapping your hands today. Anybody has confessed? Because I'm looking, because if you don't raise your hand, I'm bringing you the altar at the end of the service, okay? You have given your life over to Jesus, okay? So you confessed him as your Lord, right? You repented of your sins, confessed your sins, repented of your sins, declared Jesus as the Lord. You believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead. Anybody believe that? All right. Anybody love baptism? Anybody love baptism? All right. If you haven't been baptized, are you willing to be baptized? Are you? Okay. Because I will fill the tub up right now. I could do that. All right. So what, what I'm suggesting to you, no, I am telling you that when you gave your life to Jesus, hallelujah, when you surrendered yourself to him and declared in your heart because Holy Spirit revealed to you. Jesus Christ is not dead. He is alive. That doesn't make sense to some of you. But those of you who have Holy Spirit, you know I'm telling you the truth. Guess what happened to your sin? The Father doesn't look at what you did. He looks at what Jesus did. Praise God. How many have did some sin? How many? Come on, where are you? All these folks. All right. All right. Now, how many have ever been haunted by your past? That's the flesh. Just so you know, the flesh has this memory that you're trying to deal with. Now, now catch this. When you surrender your life to Jesus, I know this sounds too good to be true, but it's the truth. When you surrendered your life to Jesus, when you repented and confessed and you came to Jesus, no longer... Does the Father see your sin? What he sees is that the right hand of the Father is the Son who died for you on the cross. He doesn't see what you did. He sees the Lamb of God who became sin for you. Hallelujah. You did it. You know you're guilty. But Jesus says, I'm going to transform you into someone who never did it, even though you did do it. I know that don't make no sense. I know you don't understand what I'm saying in the flesh. Wait a minute. I did it, but I didn't do it. It's unexplainable. It's the power of Jesus. I know you feel like a piece of trash because the devil keeps telling you what you used to be and what you did. But guess what? Looking through the eyes of the love of the Father and the work of the Son, Jesus, you didn't do it. It's over. It's gone. It's erased. Somebody say, I'm justified. I'm justified. You can talk about it. You can testify about it. And that's really good. Paul, on occasion, he would say, I, if you want to talk about sinners, I am the sinner of sinners. I am the best. I'm the chief sinner. I did more than anybody. I was even consenting to the death of, of children of God. I did all of this. Father hears it, but looks at him and says, you didn't do it. Anybody want this today? Anybody want it? Or do you enjoy living in your shame? You can tell your story, but you were justified. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 
I'm not the righteousness of God in Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. In, in, In the message version, I like this. God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with God. So your sin, your nastiness that you had not even done yet, Jesus took that and he became sin for you. What happened to Jesus on the cross? What happened? He died. Sin was punished and sin died so that when you put your faith in him, I know you said, Pastor, you don't make any sense. Good. Because the peace of justification is that Good. It makes no earthly sense that you are forever removed from your sin. Jesus. Everybody take a deep cleansing breath. Would you do that? All right. Buddha's not even in the room. Go ahead and do it. Come on, take a deep cleansing breath. In fact, while I'm saying that, go home and throw all your Buddhas away. Would you do that? Throw them away. Bury them. Throw them in the trash can, okay? Buddha will not give you peace. All right, he will give you substitute peace because as long as you're taking deep cleansing breaths, you'll feel as if you don't have to change. Mm. But when I place my faith in Jesus, things change. When I'm just taking cleansing breaths, I exhale all of my grief and then I just suck it all back in again. But I'm justified. Now I have peace. In Romans 8, 31, look what he says. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. There is no charge against you. Innocent, 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 innocent. One of the reasons you're so addicted is because you're trying to deal with the shame that's in your life. Listen to me speak to you by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. If you put your faith in Jesus, confess it to him, then it means that you have actually received justification so that that sin is gone. It's absolutely, utterly erased, cast as far as the east is from the west in the sea of God's forgetfulness. That sounds too good to be true. I know. It's unexplainable. You just need to receive it, but you receive it. Some of you are still struggling because it's so good. So I'm going to help you to receive justification now. Okay? You receive justification. You receive peace by faith. Justification by faith. The peace of God that transcends all understanding. You receive it by justification by faith. Therefore, we have been justified by faith. Having been justified by faith, we now have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith. We have access to Jesus by faith. Into the grace in which we now stand. There is no way that God could forgive me for all that I have done. Yes, he can. When you put your faith into him, then grace, grace. Somebody thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. And then you, re- then you begin to rejoice constantly in hope of the glory of God. So can, can I tell you the reason most people are in a struggle today? It's because you stopped putting your faith in God. 
You stop putting your faith in God. Stop believing. You see, you can't have peace without living in faith. When I stop living in faith, I start living in chaos. You see, the devil is in a constant state of manipulation, trying to get you to stop believing that God exists. I mean, in our culture, how many know that the temptation is just to believe that God isn't even there? Yeah, but, but we know, we know that God is real. We know that, how, how many know God is real? Do you know that? All right, but, but watch yourself because you'll have the opportunity to proclaim that God is real and you'll just sit there quietly. No, 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 he's real. No, he's real. Come on, sitting in science class telling you all about evolution. You need to raise your hand on occasion and say, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you what really happened. No, you need to be quiet. No, I'll be quiet. Let me just, can I just tell you what really happened? Can I just tell you in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? Can I, can I tell you that I didn't evolve, but God, I am so marvelous. God created me out of the dust of the earth and he breathed into me a living soul. Can I tell you that? Put your mask on. Be quiet. The devil wants you to believe that God doesn't love you, that God doesn't see you, God doesn't even care about you. He just throws question marks at you. Throws question. How do you make the question mark sign? Is there a question mark sign? I don't know. It's kind of like this with a dot on the end. Like this? Okay. Like this. Are you doing it right? Okay. Okay. Just, that's what. Satan does to you all the, all the time. Boom, boom. Curved question marks. Sliders. Okay, it's not even baseball season. He just keeps bringing question after question after question, things that you don't understand, things that you don't get. And you, haven't, and you have no peace. But when the devil throws questions at you, there is a weapon that you have. The Bible says in Ephesians 16 that you're supposed to walk in shoes of peace. So every step you take, it reads this way, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Shod. Is a, it's not a word you use very often. I'm, what, are you, what, what, what are you wearing? Well, my feet have been shod in some Nikes. That, that's what it means, though. I want you to wear shoes of peace. I want you every morning when you get up to slip on your shoes of peace. So what does that mean? Every morning when you rise, you should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. I'll get more into that. But, but he says, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But then he says, above all, when these question marks are being thrown at you, take with you the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery question marks of the, the darts of the wicked ones. So he's throwing questions and you just keep handling all the questions. Wait, wait, I have faith in Jesus. I know who Jesus is. I know what I am. I know what God has done in my life. I am free. I'm set free. My sin doesn't own me anymore. I am justified by faith in Jesus. Jesus Christ. How you doing? You doing all right? When you walk out of here, what are you going to walk in? Peace. And what are you going to carry? Shield of faith. You're going to walk in peace 
and you're going to carry your, you have to do that. And sometimes it's just, it's, it's just remembering and worshiping God. I mean, we all, re- perhaps you've heard the Apostles' Creed, and you've quoted it sometimes. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived in the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and died and was buried and descended to hell. And the third day rose again from the de- dead. He ascended to heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, He will come to judge. Judge the living and the dead. Or you can just sing it like the newsboys sing it. You know, that's their lyrics. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit and he's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. And we believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back again. Every day you need to recite something. You need to have a mantra. Something that you're speaking. You're saying, that's just... You know, kiddie Sunday school stuff. No, it's not. That's why we give it to you in Sunday school and kids' church. So you won't forget when you're older and out there on your own. Don't go to church anymore. So you will remember in your heart that God is who he says he is. That Jesus is the Lord. I don't care what question mark you throw at me, Satan. I'm going to compare it to the faith that I have and that I stand in. Don't let anybody rock your faith. Hold on to your shield, baby. Hold on to your shield. Hold on to your foundation. Don't just speak your faith. Live your faith. Listen, live a holy and righteous life. And stop playing this game. Well, I got grace. I can do anything I want. That is never what the Bible has said. That's like taking the precious blood of Jesus, pouring it on the floor, and stomping it into the ground. That's what it's like. That's what the scripture teaches us. To take the grace, the precious grace of Jesus, and say, I'll just do what I want to do. That's, it's, it's just, it, it is such lies. It, it is such deception. So take your, take your feet, your shoes of peace, and your shield of faith, and now you'll be able to walk righteously. You'll be able to keep everything that the Word of God says, and the Holy Spirit will remind you of things that you need to know because I'm walking around with my sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, my shield of faith, and, and I'm walking in my shoes of peace. Listen, God wants you to trust Him. He wants you to know that you know that you know that you know that in His time, He'll work your mess out. Just keep trusting Him in tribulation, in difficulty, when there's fiery trouble in your life. I know the circumstances look bad, but you keep walking in peace. Keep believing God. Keep having faith. All things are still working together for good. How many know every day is a spiritual battle? Anybody know that? The enemy wants you to question God. You've got to reject that lying liar and walk in peace. Uh, Let me just close with this one more point. Peace keeps you from going crazy. We got justification, we got faith, and and ultimately we have peace. I know this doesn't sound right for me to say it that way, but I'm going to say it anyway. Peace will keep you from going crazy. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which transcends, which is unexplainable, 
will guard your hearts and your minds. Because your hearts and your minds are in Christ Jesus. I, look, I can't talk about all you. Well, I can talk about some of you, but I can tell you about myself. And there have been times, some of you know it, that I would, I have felt like I was going to lose my mind. You can tell my wife. She'll say, yep, that's the truth. She's seen it before. I, you know, the, and, and usually it is question marks that are thrown with the attacks. So you have situations that happen in your life. And because of your situation, the enemy leverages situations and throws. Am I doing this? You have to show me later. Okay, like this. Throws question marks at you. And so you are struggling with your attack, but it is increased significantly because of the questions that you have at the t- same time. And, and, you know, if you've ever had attacks, you know, I've had attacks against my integrity, against my character, against my home, against my church, against my heart, against my family, against my friends. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody? You, lately, anybody know what I'm saying? So... You know, you should have lost your mind already, some of you. Should have already had that nervous breakdown. You probably already cussed somebody out. It got real quiet when I said that. I... Can, can I tell you about some of the people you are in church with today? After everything you've experienced, you should have lost your mind. I got any believers in the house right now? After the stuff that you have walked through, you should have lost your mind. But no, the peace of God has kept me. It's the peace of God, the peace of the Spirit of God that walks within me. Some people understand what I'm talking about. I'll say, how are you doing? I lost my job, families haywire, children are acting nuts. How are you alive and breathing? Come on, throw up your shield right now. It's the peace of God. Look at my shoes. Look at what I'm walking in. It's the peace that passes all understanding. It's illustrated with Jesus. I love that great story of Jesus. Sometimes I feel like I was there. Anybody remember that moment? Jesus is out just having a nice day sailing with the boys. Just sailing with the boys. Nice wind. Hey, nice day to go sailing. Willie, you would have loved to have done that. You know, nice day. I'll just go with you. It's so nice. The breeze is just right out there on the sea. And Jesus leans back in the back of the boat. And I just love a Jesus who knows how to take a nap. Look, just so you know, even though he's napping, doesn't mean he's sleeping. You understand? So Jesus is sleeping. How many know this story? And then a storm comes up. We had, we had the privilege of seeing how that worked once. We were out on the Sea of Galilee in a boat back in 2007. And they pointed out how these squalls will just appear. And it will just destructive and how the mountains just position themselves in order to bring massive, dangerous storms. And, and so evidently this massive storm hit them and they're fighting, trying to, Jesus just laying there. And anybody ever felt like that? Anybody ever felt like Jesus just laying there? Anybody ever felt that? Jesus, what are you doing? How many have ever yelled at Jesus before? Anybody like me ever yelled at Jesus? I'm telling you, I got in my car one day and just had a good Talk and Jesus loves me. I know because he had struck me. I mean, I Jesus, what is going on right now? 
And so I relate to those disciples. Five of us, all right, the rest of us don't want to confess it. That's okay. It's just like you never did it, okay? You're justified. Jesus rises, and you all know the three words that he spoke. Peace, be still. And the disciples say, who is this guy that even the, the winds and the seas obey him? Jesus. Somebody praise God Jesus is in the boat with you. Somebody just praise God for that. Peace, peace. I just know he's there and I know I'm going to get through this. His peace has kept me. His peace has maintained me. I, I mean, after all I've been through, that's why I'm still breathing today. Anybody else? I mean, I preached my mess to you over the years. I mean, anybody remember me teaching you through the healing journey back in uh, the mid 2014, 2015? Just walked you through. I tell you all my mess. I tell you my wounds and my, because whatever the enemy brings at me, I'm going to raise up my shield of faith and so I don't go crazy I'm going to process it in the very presence of the Lord watch what the scripture says again Philippians 4 he says it is the peace that passes all understanding and it will guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus does anybody need some peace today anybody need peace I usually end the service when I say peace unto you. You're supposed to receive that peace. I'm speaking blessing on you. So that when you leave, you'll take the peace with you. And you'll speak that peace to others. Maybe instead of ending your letter sincerely. People just assume you're not be so serious. You know, peace be to you. Speak those words. Blessings of peace. Because the body needs it. And I'm going to take you one more step just so you'll know this. Okay. So what if things really get bad in the world? Okay. So that's sort of like a prophetic promise. <laughs> All right. So the, the more you see things get messy, the more you understand that you are not just flesh and blood. 2 Corinthians 5 reads this way. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, it's a tent is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Jesus. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. How many do not want to be found naked? Can I get an amen? For we who are in this tent groan being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. That's what I wanted to say. We have the same Spirit, and the Spirit inside of us is a guarantee. So out of that guarantee, I get to walk in spirit. I have a guarantee. Come on, brothers and sisters. We got a heavenly guarantee. So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We walk by faith, not Read that with me. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Somebody stand up and say that again. For we walk by faith, not... Come on, say it like you believe it. For we walk by faith... 
and not by sight. Hallelujah. We are confident. Say it. We are confident. Yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. I'm going to get to this one day. I've I just been playing around this particular statement, but look at me. Don't be afraid to die. And don't be afraid of heaven. As long as you walk in this intense fear of death, not having this faith that I'll be absent from the body, then I will be present with the Lord. As long as you have this fear, the enemy can leverage it against you. Make sense? I'm not going to bow to the gods of this world. But they'll be mad. I know. But God in heaven will be happy. Do you get this? How many love to make God happy? Anybody like to make God happy? Anybody, anybody want to make Jesus look down and say, those are my, that's my family right there. Holy Spirit say, I'm coming into that situation. I love, you, you don't, I don't know if you're getting me right now. You think I'm nuts. No, no, you may have gone crazy, but I am, I am clothed and in my right mind right now. I know exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that being with God eternally is better than being in the nicest house on the earth with the most money of anybody else. Being with what? Am I preaching the truth right now? Well, that, wait, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going. I'm not trying to be less than sympathetic. I know you're in pain. I know you're in struggle. I know you've been a hurt. I get that. I want you to be comforted. I'm not pretending like you're not going through things. I'm not doing that. I'm saying that the way you walk through that is with the peace that passes your understanding. Pastor, you don't understand. I know I don't understand. I don't. Neither do you. That's the whole point. I need something in my life that is not understandable. I need God's peace. I need his peace. Anybody need his peace? Wave your hands with me. I'd say it. I need your peace, Lord. Okay, then confess me as your Lord. Go ahead and confess him. Confess him. Lord Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. Go ahead and repent of your brokenness. Repent of your sin. Repent. Now, by the Holy Spirit, if this is true... Do you know that God has raised Jesus from the dead? Do you know that Jesus died for you and he rose? Confess that out loud. Would you do it right now, Lord? I confess with my mouth that God raised you from the dead. Now say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Come on. Now, while you're doing that, just wave your hand before the Lord and love on him. Love on him. Praise God. i got to finish this sermon. My 15 minutes is up. So... I want my, my prayer workers are going to come in a moment. 
How many of you could use some extra prayer right now because of the struggles that you're going through? Some, I could use some extra prayers. Wave at me. Some of you could use some extra prayer today because my prayer workers in a moment will come. First, we're going to receive communion. Going to receive communion. Communion. Say it. Communion. It is so good to be with Jesus. I have communion with him. If you don't have communion, our hugs ministry is walking up and down the aisles. They have some cups for you. Praise Jesus. All right. The body of our Lord Jesus. You have that in your hands? Now watch this. By his wounds, I am healed. I know in more orthodox settings, they would tell you not to break the bread. But I remember when Jesus was with his disciples, he broke the bread and gave it to him. And then the prophetic truth is this. By his wounds, by his stripes, I am healed. I deserve healing now. I get healing. I broke the bread. Take the bread. And and for communion with Christ. Because we are in fellowship with him. Take and receive the bread. Take the cup. Take the cup. His blood poured out for you. His blood. Jesus said, this cup is my blood poured out for you. The blood of the new covenant. Somebody shout new covenant. New relationship. Now listen, when you receive this, I also want you to celebrate the peace that you have with Christ. He said, take this and drink it in remembrance of me. Let's all give thanks for his peace. Let's give him thanks. Come on, thank him for his peace. Thank you, Lord. Wait, some of you don't feel it yet, okay? I'm not saying you immediately feel it. I'm saying you walk in it. You say that? I'm going to walk in it. I want my prayer team to come, those who are going to pray with those who are in need to come and stand and be ready to pray. My prayer workers, just come on and be ready. Anybody glad you came to church today? What kind of peace are you leaving in today? What kind of peace? Unexplainable. Say it, unexplainable. What kind of peace are you leaving in? Unexplainable peace. Why are you smiling behind that mask? Because I have unexplainable peace. And then the only way to understand it is to receive it. Tired of your sin tired of your brokenness. Man, I got folks up here ready to pray for you guys. So some of you lifted your hands earlier and you said, yeah, pastor, I could use some prayer, the stuff that I'm going through. You can start leaving your seats and moving towards the front if you would. Just start coming towards the front. All of those that are needing prayer. Hey, sis, good to see you. Freedom, I love you. Saw you going into food line the other day. Yeah. She's yelling, hey, pastor, all the way across the parking lot. I love that. We got more. We have have some more prayer workers, and you can just stand here. More will come to you. Father, we just give you thanksgiving for the cross. We thank you, Father, for Jesus. We thank you that our sins have been utterly washed away. We are not who the enemy says. 
Father, we lift up our shield of faith because we believe in you and we know every question of the enemy is canceled. We will walk in this hope that we have received. Lord, we give you praise. Everybody give him praise. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Can I just speak this to you? Receive the peace of Christ. Receive the peace of Christ. Receive the peace of Christ. I'm going to say it again. Receive the peace of Jesus. Stop allowing the trouble of this world to steal your peace. Walk in the peace that passes all understanding. You will get through this in Christ. God bless you all. Thanks for being a part of freedom. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and the Lord be gracious to you and God give you peace. God bless you all. I love you. I can't wait to see you again. Don't miss church. The Lord bless you. You are dismissed.